My dear brothers and sisters, it's a lovely custom that has developed in our land of going to our front doors, our windows, our balconies, our front gardens at eight o'clock on a Thursday evening and giving a heartfelt round of applause for those who care for the sick and the dying during this terrible pandemic. To this public applause, we wish to add public prayer. So this evening, we pray for all those who day by day come face to face with this virus in our hospitals, in our care homes, in house visits, in research laboratories and surgeries. We thank them for their courage and generosity of heart which sustains their efforts. We salute their great commitment to their patients whom they serve unselfishly. We pray also for those families who include people with special and demanding needs that within the confines of their homes the same courageous and generous spirit of care will be strengthened and sustained. And we pray for those who are suffering with the effects of this dreadful virus, for those who have died, and for their grieving families and friends. Those on the front line know so vividly how devastating this virus is to human health and life. They see it every day, and yet they return every day to that front line. For most of us, our part in this effort is rather different. Yes, deprivations are placed upon us, including not being able as yet to return to our churches and sacraments, a deprivation we feel very deeply indeed. Yet we should be wary of any sense of self-pity as we play our part in these life-saving disciplines. In all of this, we're comforted by the unwavering presence of our blessed Lord. And we must have eyes to see him in every place, in every moment. Our prayer should be steadfast, for there is no doubt that the power of God is both needed and moving in this epic struggle. This evening, we renew that prayer for God's strength and inspiration for those quiet heroes of today, even as we get ready to applaud them. Now, frontline workers among the sick stand in a great and noble tradition. It's a tradition that bears the hallmarks of the Christian faith, its characteristics of self-sacrifice and courage, and its commitment to caring for all, especially for the poorest, sprang from the determination to follow the teachings of Christ, who said that he is to be found and served especially in the poorest, in the most needy, in those least able to help themselves. 
Care and assistance for the poor, the sick and the dying was very, very restricted throughout the Roman world, which is the Europe and the Middle East of today, until the disciples of Jesus began to provide it. The poor were simply left to their fate. But it was the vision of Christianity that altered that. To serve the poor and the sick was to serve the Lord himself. And slowly that conviction became expressed in institutions. We know of St. Basil the Great, who led the way in the fourth century, building centers for the care of the poor and the sick, as did Fabiola, a noblewoman in Rome who at the same time made similar foundations. We remember too the hospital of St. Bartholomew, which has stood on the Tiber Island in Rome for over 1,200 years, and which led to the followers of St. Augustine of Hippo founding London's oldest hospital, St. Bartholomew's, or Bart's as it's known, in the 12th century, followed closely by St. Thomas's. I know, I recognize that many today who serve generously do so for many good reasons. They are of many different faiths. When asked why they go back to or remain day after day at their dangerous task, some answer, it's who I am. I am a nurse. I am a doctor. They recognize a calling a vocation that lies deep within them. What we do in our prayers is not disrespectful to them. Rather, in our prayers, we are watering the very roots of their inspiration, roots that come to us across the centuries and whose fruit is now embodied in these our remarkable workers. May our prayers strengthen their instinct and inspiration and assure them that they are held deeply in our hearts for the nobility of spirit that they show. We salute them with the eyes and heart of our faith because we know that the treasures of the kingdom of God are to be found hidden in the field of the world and in so many human hearts. Saint Clare of Assisi, a favorite of mine, taught, only the faithful soul is God's dwelling place and throne. And this is possible only through the soul's charity, which the wicked do not have. We thank God for so many deeply charitable souls seen so clearly in this time of need and we trust deeply strengthened by our prayer this evening. In our prayers this evening, we look to the company of the saints that their voices be joined with ours. So we say with unabashed faith, Saint George, patron of England, pray for us. 
Saint Luke, patron of doctors, pray for us. Saints Cosmas and Damien, patron saints of pharmacy and medicine, pray for us. Saint Agatha and Saint John of the Cross, patron saints of nurses, pray for us. All you holy women of God, who have cared for the poor and the sick, pray for us now in our hour of need, and with us beg of the Lord a time of healing and new strength. Today, as we pray on this feast day of St. George, we confess our faith in saying together the creed. Our applause in company with each other at eight o'clock is complemented by this prayer in the company of the saints. <laughs> 